book of Psalms, songs of Solomon, I begin to see grace. Even before I get to the Gospels, I begin to see grace. So this morning, I want to read from the book of Exodus, the book of Moses, the man who got the law. Oh my God, oh my God. Let's read Exodus chapter 33. I'm just going to read from verse 1 very quickly because of my time. Wow, our time flies. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hand, thou and the people which thou hast brought up of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I sworn to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. All right? For I will not go up in the midst of you, for you are a stiff-necked people, lest I consume you in the way. And when the people had these evil tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on his... Now, first thing I want you to take note there before I go further is, what is evil tidings in this scripture? What is the evil tidings in this scripture? I mean, God was just telling them, go to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Go to a land... But, I'm, but you know, the evil tidings there is the anger of God. God was angry at that time and they know it. There are many of us today, when God is angry, you know it. And the anger of God leads to destruction. So they knew that God was going to let them go by themselves without him going with them on the way. That was the evil tidings. And they were really scared of that. Okay, let's jump very quickly um, to verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as he must speak unto his friend. And he turned again to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nume, young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou said unto me, Bring up these people, and thou hast not let me know whom you will send with me. Yeah, you said, I know you by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. Somebody say, Grace in my sight. Now I pray thee, for I found grace in your sight. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I pray thee, that I may find grace in your sight. Now, let's go to verse 14. The Lord says, Grace, leave that one for some time, you see. Leave that one for now. And he said, My presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. And verse 15, and he said unto If your presence will not go with us before, don't carry us from here. I beg. <laughs> for where shall it be known here and all that, all that story? Shall it be known here that I am the people who have found grace in your sight? Grace, grace, grace. Is it not that when you go with us, so shall we be separated? I and your people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing. Action neighbor say, which thing? Action neighbor say, which thing? Or ask, let me bring Lagos here. Ask your neighbor say, waiting. Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. And the Lord said to Moses, verse 17, I will do this thing which you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight. For you have found grace in my sight. It was like a conversation between Moses and God. God was trying to let them know, if I go with you, I will destroy you in the way. Because you guys are stiff-necked people. You do not have faith. If I go with you, I'll just kill you. And Moses said, I know. The people have not been stiff-necked. They are stiff-necked people. But there is something you can do about it. And God said, how did you know there is something I can do about it? How did you know that? How did you know my secrets for the future? How did you know what I reserved for the New Testament? How did you know what I reserved for Moji? How did you know what I reserved for Wokshan? How 
what did you know about 2015 in many, many years back? Moses, how did you get that? He said, because in the previous chapter, I collected the, term, I collected the Ten Commandments before I got to the foot of the mountain. I broke it at the foot of the mountain and you did not kill me for breaking the Ten Commandments. So I know there is something in you that you have not shown me. Oh my God! There is something in you that you are not saying. And he began to say, may I find grace in your sight? And God said, you got the secret. This thing where you did talk, so I go drum. Hey! Hey! This thing you're talking about, I'm going to do it. Let me show you something quickly. Wow, 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 wow. Go to verse 20. Okay, look at verse 19. Many of us have read this scripture many times, but we don't know the background of the scripture. I will make all my goodness path before thee. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Verse, verse 20. And he said, you see Moses, between me and you, you know that anyone that sees my face shall not live. And the Lord said, behold, I have a secret. There is a place by me. Hey, that is where I'm going this morning. And I don't want you to miss it. There is a place by me. Somebody, this morning, I don't know who you are. I don't know the level that you are. I don't know what you've done to God or what you've done to yourself. But it does not really matter to God because there is a place by him. Somebody shout hallelujah. My grandmother... You know, back home, when we were very young, we, we eat together in a big plate when we go visit grandma. And then, you know, if you know what it means, a big platter. Hot food like amala, fufu. Huh. Then my cousins, guys, big guys, I don't know, the thing is not hot for them. They just keep like, you know, <laughs> they don't feel. So when I try to do like them, I burn my throat. About my throat. So you know what my grandmother would do while the food was going on? She knew they were going to cheat me in the meal, so she reserved some better part for me. By the time everybody has finished eating, grandma will say, Moji Mabo. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know, God said to Moses, Between me and you, there is a place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I will put thee in the cliff of the rod and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take my hand. Da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. There's a place by me this morning. There's a place by God this morning. There's a place by God this morning. There's a place by God this morning. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's an evil tiding. It's an evil tiding. For all have sinned and come short of the glory. The soul that sinned shall die. The soul that sinned shall die. There's a place. That, but there is a place where the soul that sinned do not have to die. That's the point I'm making this morning. There's a place where you can eat your cake and have it. There's a place where you can be in the Old Testament and live in the New Testament. That's what just happened here in the book of Exodus. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. But I love, you know what I love? I love the next verse. Romans 3.23. I love the next verse 24. He said, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. That's the gospel right there. The anger of God brings destruction, devastation. It called life short. When you Google the anger of God in your Bible, go and read everything about the anger of God. Always bring destruction. But the goodness of God always brings us closer to him. And God is more than eager to bring us into that same place. Let's go quickly to Psalm 91. Hallelujah. 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 I'm getting excited this morning because there is a place by the side of my God where I can hide my head, where I can be safe and secure. Hallelujah. Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in that secret place by Him shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress. Who needs a refuge when you are not in problem? Who needs a refuge when you are not in, when you are not in trouble? You know, God is so gracious that he, told, he, he made a provision for children of Israel. Anytime you fall into problem, run back home. There is a house of refuge. There is a house of refuge. Amen, somebody. There is a place where you can hide. There is a place where you can be protected. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. And I bring that good news to you this morning. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 20, there is no generation where the gospel of condemnation has saved their soul. It is the gospel of reconciliation. We plead with you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Because there is a place that God has reserved for you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen, somebody. That's why I said this morning when I finish the message, you will put the topic. I call it gracious God. God is gracious. Or I call it the secret place of the Most High. Or I call it the shadow of the Almighty. Take this note down. Point one. God is gracious. That's the point, first point I want to make. God is what? Lift your hand and say, God is gracious. Say it one more time. Say, God is gracious. He is so gracious that no generation can exhaust his grace. God is so gracious. So much so that not even the Supreme Court ruling to legalize same-sex marriage can exhaust this grace. His grace cannot be used up. His grace cannot finish. Thank you. His grace cannot finish. It cannot be used up. I remember as a young girl, how many of you love beans? <laughs> Myself and my sister. When beans is cooking on fire, you know that part of the beans where, you know, the beans settle down and that, um, like that liquid part is on top of it. Make a paste. It's always so sweet. I'll go there and lick it. You know, you stay, stay. Stay, stay, stay and lick. Stay and lick. Stay and lick. Stay and lick. I was so tired of licking from the spoon that... I'll create a small cup and I'll drain the water. I'll keep it so I'll go there and be licking, be licking, be licking. Then, as a Baptist girl, they showed us a movie, Hellfire. Hellfire. I don't know how many of you have seen the movie before. Hellfire. So every time I lick the beans, the film, Hellfire, 
will stare me in the face. I'll cry, 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 cry. I'll say, God, please don't let me go to a fire. Don't let me go to a <laughs> I'll cry, cry. Then I say, God, I will not do it again. I will not lick it again. Then I'll go. I'll leave it. Then after some time, something will tell me to go there. I'll go there. I'll go there. I'll go there. I'll lick, I'll lick, I'll lick, I'll lick, I'll lick. Then the film of hellfire. Who see me? They say, hey, God, I don't want to go to hellfire. I don't want to go to hellfire. You know what? My young age. And God came to me with a word. He said, come. It's not a vision. It's not a vision. I didn't even know if I was born again or something. I didn't even know what I was doing. I just didn't want to go to hellfire anyway. That was all. And then he told me, he said, look. He said, my grace is like a mighty wide ocean. He said, every time you made a mistake, you go there, take a cup of water of that grace, take another one, take another one, take another one. He said, you will not finish it until I have, I have returned. Amen. He said, you will not finish it until I have come back. I mean, I mean, God himself consoled me. And that was what led me to want to know more about God. Nobody really brought God to me. I was looking for him. I said, how can somebody be so gracious to me this way? So I wanted to experience what I see on television with Idaosa. Because they can lift their hands and worship, I couldn't. I wanted to be able to do that. So I keep looking for where I can find God. I wanted to be born again. I wanted to give my heart to Christ. Praise the Lord, somebody. Lift your hand and say, God is so gracious. God is so gracious. Point number two, God won't pass it down your throat. The grace I'm talking about, it will not pass it down your throat. Sometimes I think God will be an American. He serves what you order, grants what you request. I've seen a culture in an American family where you tell your daughter or your son, this is what I want for Christmas gift. Or the children will say, mom, this is what I want for um, um, Thanksgiving gift. Exactly what you order is what is given to you. God is not going to pass it through your throat. As we are today, there are thousands of church services going on back in Africa. And all they are doing is, I don't know what to call it. But the problem in Africa is an advantage for pastors to make money. And quite a number of people who are not called are making money through the ignorance of the people. I told Daddy yesterday, I attend Morris Ayolo Conference every year in January 2011, I think. So many ministers every, every, every year. So many ministers. That was that particular year. I was feeling for the people. Because this one will come do one hour. This one will come do two hours. This one will come and they were preaching different messages. This one will come and preach prosperity. This one will come and preach holiness. Everybody was confused. And God told me right there and said, there are many people, many of my people today who are victims of sermons. That's why the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. God is not going to pass it through your throat and say this is grace. Grace, take it. You have to desire it. You have to pull yourself out of the law for you to be able to embrace the grace. If you cannot pull yourself out of the law, there is no how you can know what grace tastes like. It won't pass it down your throat. You have to desire it. 
You have to want a new kind of life. You have to want a new kind of relationship with God. And this is what God has come to offer us this morning. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord somebody. The prodigal son reached out for it. The other son stayed back. The first one who reached out for it went and squandered the, uh, everything he got and he came back and asked for more. And it was even granted unto him. Now you sabi. It was even granted unto him. Then you sit down there and say, I've been here singing since 2000 and who knows. They have not made me assistant brother in this church. When are they going to make me assistant brother in this church? I've been here serving faithfully. I have been doing very well. I serve in the choir. I serve in the technical. I serve everywhere. They've never made me assistant brother. When are they going to make me assistant brother in this church? And then you see that girl walk up there. One girl like that. And you remember. I know that girl. I've seen that girl in the club. I've seen that girl in the club about two years ago. What is she doing there on the altar of my God? Oh, abomination that causes desolation. In the house of God. How can that happen? I'm not going to let it be. Oh, now you, Sabi. <laughs> That's what they'll tell you, Negos. If you don't understand, they'll tell you, now you, Sabi. The one who went and squandered the goods came back and said, Papa, I need more. I got, you need more? You got it? And the, the other one said, I'll be here serving you. Everything I have is yours. It's just that you have not reached out for it. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm reaching out. Tell yourself, see, I'm reaching now. Number, point number three. The revelation of grace is not new. That's point number three I want to make. The revelation of grace is not new. It's not new. It's been. Can I refresh your memory with some songs? <laughs> now, did you remember this song? Um, I was asking my husband this morning, the correct lyrics of that song, I don't know. But it's... Uh, Rock of my soul in the bosom of Abraham. Rock of my soul in the bosom of Abraham. Rock of my soul. You know Oh. Now this is the part of it. So high. You can never get on, buddy. So deep. You can never get under. So wide. You can never get out of it. Oh. rock. That's the revelation of grace. Right there. That the height of it, you can't get. You, you, can, you, can, you are too small to finish grace. The height of it. When I understood, when God make, made me pass through some things and I understood what grace is like, I came up with the definition. I said, grace is the depth I can never reach the bottom of it. It met somebody. And it made me love God more. It doesn't pull me away from God. It draws me closer to God. Amen, somebody. Since we have been preaching grace in the church, something has been happening among the people. When we were not preaching grace and we were preaching law, everybody was hiding his own sin. And then in church on Sunday, you wear your costume. You know, choir do have costume, and you, do. you guys also have costumes. <laughs> There's a different cloth you wear to the party. There's another one you wear to the church. So everybody wears this costume and put on our wig, and then we are in church. Hallelujah. 
But when the message of grace began to hit them, a man walked up to me before I came here, you know, back home in Nigeria and said, PMA, you know what? I have uh, a son outside marriage and I've never told my wife. And now I want to tell her. Now, you know what? If, you are, if God has given you mercy, you give mercy away. If you have received something, it's just, it's just so natural for you that you want, to want, you want to give it away. That's exactly what is happening. So many people, so many people are indulging in sin. They are not bringing themselves as they are in the church. Praise the Lord somebody. So what I'm point I'm making is this grace revelation is not new. How many of you remember? Um, Love lifted me. Remember that song? Um, let me find a good place for it. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea, he had my despairing cry. From the waters, he lifted me now, save, save my love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Lift your hands and say, love, lift me up in the name of Jesus. So this revelation of grace has been from the beginning. Sometimes I said to God, God, you are so generous to me. You are so wonderful to me. I remember studying the scripture one day and I discovered, and I've not studied scripture for like one week or two. And I just opened the Bible and God just showed me a revelation. I said, Oh, you are so gracious. Ah, look at what you just gave me. How can you just be so generous to me like that? God said, I didn't just give it. It's been there all along. You just discovered it. I was like, I just, oh, really? He said, It's just like a, like a treasure. That's been in the, in the ground. Until you dig it, dig it, dig it out. You will not know that it's there. So I'm telling you this morning, it's there. Amen, somebody. It's there. It's been there since the time of the beginning. It's been there since Exodus. It moved and span over to, 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 to Leviticus, to the Deuteronomy. It's been there. Just that you didn't see it. It's been there all, all, all along. Amen, somebody. And this morning, this grace has come to find you. All I need you is to hug the grace. Amen, somebody. Hug the grace. Hallelujah. 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 I'm trying to close. I read to you from the book of Psalm chapter 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare. From where? There are many people today that they are under the snare. Not only of the fowler, but of the bishops. The snare of the apostles. The snare of the pastors. The snare of the evangelist. If you come right now and give $25,000, your problem is just going to get wings and fly away. Even in Nigeria now, a bottle of oil is sold for like 10,000 naira every service. 
A sachet of pure water is sold for like 1,500 naira in some services. Right down there in Ibadan. But I know that the day the people discover that they have been ensnared and they decide to let go of themselves and walk out of them, those people will lose their jobs. Some pastors will lose their jobs. Amen, somebody. And I think they should lose their jobs. Because people have been ensnared. There's a church near my house. Every time they come for prayers. Every day they come for prayers. And the other time, they came for prayers and the pastor was telling them, God, God has come, God has come, God has come, God has come, God has come. Right now he has come. And you say, oh, hold on to God, grab him, grab him. Oh, he's going, he's going. Oh, he's going, he's going. I felt, I was in my room, in my nightdress. I felt like walking to the church and say, oh my God, what is it? God isn't going anywhere. He lives right on the inside of you. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you hear when I said God to Wale? <laughs> oh man of stuff. Trying just to, just, to, just to play on the intelligence of the people. Because they don't know. They don't know. How many of you remember what happened to Rahab? Every time we discuss grace now. So he was sharing this with me last night. And I gave him credit for that. Because they had a Bible study about these, these things. And they said, everybody's now bringing something new to the table. And he told me, somebody brought this. And he said, Rahab has a house. And the covenant that the spies had with Rahab is anyone, anyone, yes sir, anyone, it doesn't matter whether you are from Rahab family, or anyone who can find its way into that house of Rahab and is locked inside, no matter what happened, the house will not be burned down. The house will be kept safe. Is that taken? So, it happened on the day of the visitation that as many people that found themselves in the house of Rahab, they were what? They were kept. They were, they, they, were, they, were, they were delivered. They were protected. The problem that was happening, Aaron could not reach them. Now, let me show you something. For somebody to think that the house of Rahab is the next place for me to hide in the time of war, that person has lost his mind. That person has lost his mind. Because the house is at the gates. You would think that the, uh, the palace of the king will be well protected. Is that not so? Is that not so? I, 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 I like intelligent movies a lot. I love intelligent movies a lot. Actually, some of these American movies. I've seen some of them, like the 24. Many of you know the Jack Bauer. All right? How many of you are like me? I love the Jack Bauer movies a lot. And how they protect the government, how they protect the president of the United States of America. You understand? So you would think that the best place that is safe and secure will be where? Will be in the, in the king's palace. Thank you, sweetie. Will be in the king's palace. But you must have lost your mind to think that stupid Rahab, harlot, uh, I'm not going to be there. And then you go to the palace of the king. You don't know that that is where the bomb <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Let me tell you something. 2013, we came to Atlanta here for Worship Experience Live. I was supposed to, we were supposed to do it in one Guinness event center. Then one pastor called me, Dr. Takon, said, our church is worship, so, 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 city of David. So we went there. Because of that, so many pastors who are supposed to be on board with us pulled back and said, what is in it for us? Now that you are having it in the church, and I understood that perfectly. And right there, the Lord began to tell me to change the direction of the conference and the worship events. Begin to speak about unity in the body of Christ. Amen? And it says, Nehemiah build the wall. Ezra build the, uh, Nehemiah build the wall, yeah? Ezra build the temple. But God is saying, he's building the body. God is building what? The body. God is building what? The body. He actually told them, pull down this, your tabernacles and your cathedrals. And I build it in three days. He's not talking of cements and block. He's talking of what? Of the body of Christ. And when you see from the book of the Gospels, when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, the napkin around his head was neatly, you know, you know, packed by its side. But the napkin around his body was lying. Which means the body is not yet perfected, but the head is perfected. Now, when you want to enter into that new dimension, you don't need this your own head anymore. It doesn't matter whether you have Brazilian or Peruvian here or you cut it off. Are you with me, somebody? You don't need this head anymore. You don't need this head anymore. Sometimes when I'm giving I'm, when I'm when I'm when I'm giving offering, I'll be telling myself, MJ, you've lost your mind. You've lost your mind, really. You've lost your mind because you cannot walk with God with this your own head. You have to cut it off and take on the new head. Then you will think right. Somebody take on the new head, want to go. Are you with me, somebody? Come on, take on the new head. Want to go? Your Barovia here is still there. <laughs> somebody shout hallelujah. I'm rounding off very quickly. I'm rounding off now. Back to our text. In Exodus 33, 16 to 21, there is a place by me. How can we talk about grace in Exodus? God is so gracious that he can, re he can release grace to whoever asks, even if it is in the book of Exodus. You will be amazed that the grace is found on every page of the Bible. I love Moses' simple as fair prayer. Lord, if I may find grace in thy sight. No matter how far you've gone, how bad you've been, you can always go the route of Moses. God! If I may find grace in your side. The prodigal son went and that route and he was not disappointed. GPRS is an example. It doesn't get mad at you. <laughs> it will tell you going this way. And then he tells you, turn right. Then you turn left. We say, rerouting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I explained that to them. And then you're going this way, and you, you finally completely out of the way that you were supposed that he was telling you to go. It will not tell you the next available uh, is it is it legal tony when when you see the next available U-turn. Make a U-turn. One day I told the, the person driving me, I said, Doesn't she get mad? Because you've been disobeying this girl ever since we left the first place. 
You've not been going around because she programmed a place, but we are going to another place. And he just left the girl to talk by itself. Sometimes I see God do that for us. I see God do that. For, who would not love a God like that? That's why I'm crazy for him. That's why I love him with my whole heart. There's nothing I could have done. There's nothing I want to be. Just to be, just to, just to, I said it to God about three days ago. I said, God, you know, sometimes you just, your daddy blesses you so much. I said, daddy, I'm going to make it up to you. I felt like saying that to God. Just before I said it, I said, Lord, I can never make it up to you. How can I make it up to you? You've been so gracious. You've been so good to me. You've been so wonderful to me. You've been so excellent to me. You've been so marvelous to me. Who am I? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. And I just want to worship you for the rest of my life. Hallelujah. Esther. When you get home, go and study Esther chapter Grace. That is Esther chapter 5. She made up her mind to show forth before the king, the heathen king. This is an angry king who could do anything at any time. And she showed up. Before she could mention something, the king stretched forth the scepter to her and said, you are favored. Many times we want to stay away from God when God is waiting for us to just come. When God is waiting for us to what? To just come. Amen, somebody. If Esther could find favor in the sight of the hidden king, I'm sure you can find it this morning. Amen, somebody. Some up courage to come. The father will be more than ready to embrace you. The father will be more than ready to love you. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Come on, lift your voice and shout hallelujah. Now, one day I was driving and um, I know my driver's license was, I was supposed to have renewed my driver's license, but I haven't renewed my driver's license. And a Nigerian policeman stopped me and said, hey, madam. I said, hey, you know, why are you just trying to be nice because you know you are wrong? Hey, I quickly look at the name tag. Hey, Sule, how you day? How you day? How you day? How familiar? Hey, madam, calm down. <laughs> Where your driver's license? That's our family now. How did God they do you? Madam, wear your driver's license. <laughs> so, I sluggishly brought out my driver's license. And Sule saw that my driver's license was supposed to have been renewed a few months back. And he said, Madam, you see? You see? You're guilty. And he started make, mentioning all those things I was guilty of. Nina Light, he began to mention it. So I knew that it was going to make money out of me that day. I knew it was going to make money, so I was ready. So at the end of the day, he said, so, madam, what are you going to do now? <laughs> That's how it happened in Lagos. They will tell you what to do. They will ask you a question. So what are we going to do now? You know, the meaning of If you've been to Lagos, you understand me. You should, you should come to Lagos, oh. You should come, oh. Shake body now. Madam, shake body. <laughs> so he said, so, what are you going to do now? And I said, hey, Sule, give me back my passport and let me go. Give me back my driver's license and let me go. And he said, hmm, either ask her to receive it. Take it. You can go. I mean, that was just on, in, on in Lagos Street. And I knew how tough Lagos has become. And it doesn't happen like that. I'm sure God was trying to pass a message to me. He said, okay, what shall we do now? I said, just give me back my license and let me go. And he said, okay, take it and go. 
I took it before we changed his mind. I moved. <laughs> oh, somebody shout hallelujah. So, if a silly Lagos policeman can let me go as an offender, how much more God will let you go? As an offender, he will let you go. He's such a good God. He's such a good God. I love him. I love him. Like love him. Like love him. Like love him. Like love him. Because he's such a good God. Amen somebody. Amen somebody. God told me last night as I was preparing this message. He said no one is doomed for hell until the person agrees. You don't go to hell without your agreements. So this morning, I'm closing on this note. That whoever you are, whatever you've done, whatever you think you've done, that cannot be undone, God says, there is a place by me. The, king, the, the thief that was hanging with Jesus on the cross of Calvary, the Bible says, even the thief shall have their place in hellfire. But... There is a place by me. The woman caught in the right act of the adultery. It says, you know what people say? He stoned him to death and Jesus bent down and was writing another thing. Because a law will remain intact until another Lord has come to prove it wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there is another law. The law of life in Christ Jesus has delivered you from the law of sin and death. And God was writing that law for the madame. Say, madame, you're so stupid, but there's a law that I'm bringing. There is a place by me. This morning, I'm letting you know that that place is still vacant. That place is still here. And you need to go all out and let them know the place is still vacant. The place is still vacant. The place... Is still vacant. Let me read two more scripture. Can you put it on the screen? Romans 8 30 and John 10 20. John 10 27. I'm reading those two scriptures as I close this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you just feel like worshiping Him? Just lift your hand and worship Him. That's why I love you, Lord. 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 I love you. Yes, I love you. I love you. Yes, I love you. Romans 8. For if you live. No, 8.30. Romans 8. Okay, this is the scripture. Moreover, whom... He predestined these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. How many of us know that you have been predestined? You didn't just drop from heaven. You were predestined. Then if you were predestined, God has called you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. And when he called you, he will justify you. And if you are, how many of you have received justification by faith? Then why are you afraid? He will take you to the first dimension. He will glorify you. 
it will glorify you. John 10, John 10, very quickly. Let's check John 10, verse 29. John 10, 29. Start from 27. And we are reading together from verse 27. Want to go. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Yes. And I've given them eternal life, and they shall never... Chicken, huh? I have given them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Because my father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Verse 30. My and my father. Your deliverance is a done deal. Your blessing is a done deal. Your heaven is a done deal. No matter what has happened to you in the past, forget about it. Know there is a place that God has reserved for you. Like a grandmama will reserve a, a big portion for the little child. So God has reserved the portion for you. All I want you to do this morning is to embrace it. Is to love it. Is to say, God, in my basket there is long life and prosperity. In my basket there is abundance. In my basket there is progress. And I'm embracing it this morning. I'm taking it in this morning. And I'm sharing the same with my family. Because I know there is a place. That God has reserved for me. Shall we rise on our feet and wave our hands to God this morning? Just bless his name. Just bless his name. Just bless his name this morning. Just bless his name this morning. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If there's a cry, I want you to cry this morning, Lord. If I might find grace in your sight. If I may find grace in your sight, he that asketh receive it. He that asketh receive it. He that asketh receive it. Oh, ye lord, if ye muka ye lulu mi sodi da maida maida ye lilakida. Who ye lilale muka ye tumayada? Lift your hand and say, Lord. If I may find grace in your sight through my journey of life, if I may find grace in your sight, take this sickness out of my body. If I may find grace in your sight, take the disease out of my life. If I may find grace in your sight, take the death out of my name. If I may find grace in your sight, Lord, 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 let the living water flow over my soul. Put me down on the key. Put me one semitone down. Hello, worship you. Take the song. Let your living water flow over my soul. Holy Spirit, let your Holy Spirit come and take control. Every situation, every situation that has trouble. All my cares and body, all my cares and body. 
unto you. Unto you, I go. Say, Father. Father. 